All right, we're here. Shop class podcast. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're talking about solar panels because last week, or was it the week before? Can't remember. Um, last week. Last week, we were talking about uh, with Matt from Sunlight Conversions. He had a solar panel on his roof, a battery backup, and then another set of solar panels. He had a transfer switch in case there's a blackout. He can run on the battery. He can run his meter backwards, or he can run on the battery. It was pretty cool. So we're just discussing it. Uh, but tonight's guest is uh, our very own Matt. And uh, he's a, a Harbor Freight um, uh, uh, finalist. Uh, but what's cool is that the unique thing about his program is that he uh, builds a house with his students every year, including COVID year, which he somehow made happen. And tonight he's got a very unique uh, way of showing the house, which is he's going to show us through Matterport. And if you don't know what that is, uh, he's basically going to, it's like Google Maps on the street that you can scroll, you can look around. It's 360, but it's uh, uh, 360, but it's got um, like you can click on objects or you can click on things. You can walk around. It's like you're going to the house. A lot of real estate agents are using it now. And I think it's a great way to teach, but Matt's going to walk us through it. Um, yeah. You want to take it away? Yeah, that works. Is uh, I, Am I coming across of, like normal as far as my internet or am yeah, I lagging at all? Sometimes it's cutting out a little, but I've got, okay. I could share this, my screen if you want. And then I'll uh, try, I'll try sharing it, but if it gets okay. too laggy, then we'll switch it over and stuff. All right. But yeah, so um pretty and much and just one more thing about the solar and the battery uh oh yeah matt you're gonna you're thinking about maybe you could do it for your mobile classroom because you've got a you've got a like a trailer on site and when you get there i remember you describing the problem is that what happens is you have a situation where you have to they have to bring out power to the job site which is not there and then they charge you plus you're trying to heat the house so there's a lot of cost up front, but if you had a battery uh, and and some solar panels, maybe that would reduce the cost, you know? Yeah, I well, because I think with a solar panel, it definitely wouldn't take very much to run the mobile classroom. I mean, you got the mini split that heats and cools that doesn't take much. You got a mini fridge, a microwave that gets used occasionally, warm up maybe a lunch. Uh, my laptop is hooked up in there if the battery's dead. And occasionally if the students come in there, we throw on the TV hooked up to the laptop and stuff. So in, in a light, you know, so it's, I, I think it would be, I don't think it would take much to do. Plus it would probably also charge our batteries. Everything on the job site now is batteries. Our drills obviously are batteries, but our nail guns are, uh, our miter saw is our table saw could be, but I went ahead and got the saw stop. Uh, so I do have to plug that in, which, um, I'm fine for the extra safety, but this, the table saw we don't use all the time anyway. So we could literally probably run most of the job site for most of the year off of some solar panels. Now, I don't know what it'd take for the temp heating situation inside the house. Cause that, um, right now our temp heating, our electric temp heating situation works great, but it's not the most efficient. So, but if we're offsetting the cost of everything else, 
you know, maybe that would help a little bit. And I got some, uh, you know, I got some different possible solutions to help on that is offsetting the cost anyway for the temp heating and stuff. And hopefully we don't have to take two years to build the entire house again, like we did with COVID, but, um, and we only have to go through one heating season season. And even then it's usually like part of the heating season because really we're not even fully insulated and stuff until, oh man, right before Christmas. So there's part of it. You got to bundle up a little bit. You know what's interesting about this challenge that you need a job site battery or like a power station, solar panel with a battery. It's a job site thing. Um, what's interesting about this is that this is a problem that everyone has that does what you do, right? Show up to a piece of land or a job site. It's got no power maybe. And then, you know, then you have to get the pole to come out. And you got to run generators and whatnot. Now, what's going to be interesting is what's called um, vehicle to grid. So, you know, if you got a, a big F-150 that's filled with batteries, like the new electric lightning or whatever, or you got a Cybertruck or something like that. Some, but this like consumer stuff, I'm more interested in like if they start making like uh, work trucks like this. So if they make an electric work truck, that's like a power station. You got so much power and you might not be driving that far. So then when you get to the job site, let's say, you, let's say the thing's good for 500 miles and you get there and you need, you burn through 200 miles, you know, running the job site, that's actually pretty good because it'll save you money. So the vehicle is the rolling power station. Um, well, yeah. And that's a good point Ron. like, let's say you have, let's say job site crews now show up with their own power station where they have maybe, especially when you're building, you know, if you're in city getting temporary power is pretty much automatic, yeah. but everybody wants to live out in the country or away from everything. So like you said, to run generators, but what if, you know, you had your own solar panels that is your temporary power or maybe that powers that electric truck. And because one of the big problems is like, you know, passive house and building net zero and all this stuff is talked about. But one, one time on, um, I think it was a BS and beer show. They were talking about a passive house they built and they said almost everything they did seemed like it got negated because everyone drove their big old 250 trucks to the job site. So right. <laughs> what was it worth? Right. It just like, you know, if you get talking into the carbon battle and all that stuff, like, it all went out the window. So literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all within reason, you know, uh, to be carbon neutral, that's really difficult because yeah. I mean, look, you know, even right now we're using, you know, the web, uh, the, the internet and they say the internet, you know, these, um, Amazon web services or like a server farm. I mean, it's just a bunch of computers sitting in a basement and they got to like power them up you know, and keep them cool. Yeah. And keep them cool. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's all within reason. Um, I, I'm more interested in like the dollars and then the, like it, if we could reduce the carbon, absolutely. Because you can, you can feel it. Like it wasn't this hot on, there's some humid and hot days that are just unbelievable. It's actually not too bad today, but it's been, it's been weird. And then we got all these droughts out West. Like it's clearly different. I was at a, there's a parking lot by the Hudson river 
they built the parking lot and high tide comes in halfway. So you don't need any more evidence than that. Like there's no way they would have built that parking lot at the incorrect level, they, but they built it 70 years ago or a hundred years ago. So things have changed. The water is higher. There's no doubt the water is higher. Things are changing, but on a practical level, you got to think about the money, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, we're yeah. not going to live a hundred years. So like money wise, like would it save you money to have a, a rolling battery when you get to your job site, then it's worth doing, you know? Uh, you know, so that's kind of, you know, and that's what, that's what will drive it. And even when they, you know, Elon Musk is, he's not really a tree hugger. He's, you know, he's trying to make things better, but he's more about like, okay, what's the practical side of this? How do we solve the problem financially? You know? So that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would be cool. Um, I, I think, you know, like Duke was saying a starter kit, if you could get your drill batteries or your, uh, or your heating or something off of the need, you know, I think if you talk with, um, Matt sunlight conversions, I think he could help you get started. There are ones you can buy, you know, uh, but, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, I would, I would just start with a practical level, you know, for sure. Well, like I said, if, if I get fortunate enough to pull off this, uh, and it may not even take this depending on what the cost is. Yeah. Just may take a couple more years to do, but if I happen to win the Harbor Freight thing, I'm going to seriously dive into the get you know getting that solar panels and ma making that its own, really like you said, its own little power source, power hub, you know, station. And I mean, how how awesome! And I mean, that's just so awesome that <laughs> the whole thing could run without anything. It just sits there and does its thing. Like I, I just think whether you get environmental or not, I just think it's cool that Hell yeah. something could do that, you know? Well, could you put that into like a trailer, like an enclosed trailer? Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, that's, that's, an, that's what I have. It's, it's built like a tiny house, but or, or are you saying like have a power pack, like enclosed trailer that you just pull on the job site and that'd be like your electric generated oh, power hub or whatever? The, yeah, would it be on the same level? as what you're doing, but like for contractors to have, you know, something that they can tow behind. No, that's it. I mean, that makes sense of Duke because I mean, our trailers, what 24 foot of the of actual building part, the box. And I don't even know if I need the whole 24 foot worth of solar panels, but most, you know, most contractors are pulling at least a 12 footer, if not a 16 foot trailer. I mean, like I said, that could be enough. And, I mean, having a wall, you know, putting one of these, you know, wall systems inside the trailer, there'd be plenty of room, you know, if you have a V-nose, just stick it up in the front of the V-nose or whatever, like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, that would be good. we may yeah. just came across a million dollar idea. We better stop I recording. Think it's gonna be popular. <laughs> uh, Barber Check's going to jump on right here and uh, he wants to uh, give us an update and some information about uh capable maker so uh so we'll just we'll just we'll squeeze them in because we we were just kind of talking about solar panels and job site power stations um and then we were going to transition to blue quest's uh matterport of his new of the house he built but if you want to talk nice. about capable maker uh this is a good time slot 
Nice. I feel like an infomercial now. Yeah. Hey, let's take a commercial break. <laughs> to bring in, bring in Sponsored by. Keep it with me. Oh, my God. Um, now, everybody so should been, know that. Everybody should know that Barbacek's a fellow shop teacher. If, you know, if you don't know, he's one of the guys that set up the show originally. And um, uh, what what it is is that he's got this app that's going to make your teaching uh, easier through organization. And he's a better – he'll describe it better. But the reason we're bringing him on is because it's a shop teacher building a, a, like an app for shop teachers. So I think it's appropriate, you know, to bring him on and talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I'm working on, and um, I'm only I'm only talking to known audience. I'm not doing any testing with blind audiences yet, because because it's that rough right now. It's just, and basically, what I'm what I want to find out loosely quickly from you guys tonight is is that there's a lot of way directions this could go, and I want to know what would have the most impact. So the first steps. Are the are the biggest wins um and then the other there's there's kind of a second motive to this which is uh i'm up i've used like twelve thousand dollars from harbor freight tools for schools to get to this point and uh basically they're at pitch us phase two if we like it we'll see what uh what sending you more money to to continue this will look like so um so the other the other motive is to get some information for Harbor Freight Tools for Schools. Um, you know, they're 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 bean counters, so I, I just gonna have to give them some info that is bean counting friendly. Um, and so that's that's my objectives for tonight. So what Ryan's pulling up right now, basically, the non digital version of this. I think we all do to a degree, which is you might have binders full of projects and you have easy medium hard and you hand your best students the hard binder and you hand your new students the easy binder and this was basically a digital version of that um, but not only can you sort by difficulty of project plans you can sort by tools so what tools you have available or what tools the student might be safety certified on um, like like ron is checking out and then the badges would be the equivalent of like the difficulty um, thing and so the features that i will i want to just find out really quickly from you guys is is the way i see this is is i can prioritize a few things on my next round of funding and just where my energies go but i'm looking at the feature of a like a badge warehouse where matt bloomquist could write up a you know drywall hanging badge and that could be what certifies that kid to be the foreman of the drywall team that, that week. Um, or it could just be like a safety badge, circular saw safety badge. You can't use circular saw until you've earned, you know, or com completed these steps. Then there's the project warehouse, which right now, what we're looking at right now that Ron's got pulled up um, and he's searching by badge filtration. And the project warehouse would just be right now it's a woodworking focus. And it, think like your magazine plans uh, kind of deal. And then being able to filter those projects. So so if I hear that what you want is more just you, you can automatically do the filter, but you just want a database of projects, 
then I'll go back to Harbor Freight Tools for Schools and say just, hey, be, most of my people here, they just want a database of like good teacher created projects or teacher friendly projects. So let's focus on getting that to them in an easy to use teacher friendly digital format. But if, if you've already got your projects and you would find the filter more useful, then I'll focus in on the filter and get that win early. Ultimately, if I can keep the balls in motion, all of these features will be unlocked or implemented eventually, but we just got to prioritize for a little bit. So, so cloud collaboration yeah. would be cloud collaboration would be the next feature uh, where I'm thinking about, which would be not so much a database of project plans per se, but Ron could upload his plans. Duke could upload his plans. I could comment and review or, or modify Duke's plans, kind of like a Google Drive. You could see maybe an edit history, um, but it would be more of a collaborative access. As it stands right now, like what you're looking at on Ron's page, he can change whatever he wants there in his tool library. Uh, he can make, he could add a new tool. He can say, hey, I have this, uh, I have this lathe. Maybe the, I don't have a lathe uploaded on there. Uh, I, I'm going to upload that tool. In the future, that tool upload might go to the cloud. And so you could see, oh, Ron uploaded a, um, uh, a lathe oh, or something. I'm yeah, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Bridgeport. Uh, Bridgeport oh, Mill. He uploaded yeah, yeah. Bridgeport Mill. You know, and then you could check off, like, oh, I have a Bridgeport Mill. And so there'd be kind of that cloud collaboration um, feature. Same with. Uh, so right now it's specific to the login. Yeah, I mean, right now just hide. Yeah, yeah. So for projects, for tools, for badges, for everything. There's no. The only way you'll see a change to what's on that library right now is if you make it, and then no, nobody else will see it, or if I make the change. So if I go in there as an administrator, I can upload a Bridgeport mill, and all of you guys will see it then. And so there's kind of, from a tool standpoint, doesn't give you a lot of benefit from but if you think about a project standpoint being able to shop other shop teachers projects that that could be of benefit so uh, just to understand um yeah you're trying to figure out it's similar to the conversation we had you need to prioritize yes. what's important to the shop teachers yeah like yeah which feature specifically and then there's a Google form for people to fill out, but you're also going to just take anecdotal stuff right now. Yeah, I'll go, I, I'll go ahead and put the link in the form if, if people want to fill it out as we go. But the other thing too, is I'll just fill it out for you. It's really quick. Like I'll just collect the anecdotal and make it non-anecdotal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'll put like, it in there. Like for instance, give you guys an example. Like we were, I was talking with Barbara check about this recently. And for me, you know, um, I, you know, I don't know if I'll be motivated to use it right away. So then I was thinking what would motivate me to use it and what would motivate me would be if I could put, um, like my plans with a product that I'm trying to sell, or maybe I'm trying to sell my plans or at least, or I'm trying to share something specifically. Um, then I would populate the, uh, uh, the, the projects here. Um, you know, whereas right now these are like, you know, these are like placeholders for now. Um, 
So the feature for me would be the, 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 the cloud based stuff. So like if you put something up, then everybody gets to see it and they get to comment on it. So I give them, that's my feedback, but other people, they might say, you know, they might say, well, actually I need badges, you know, I don't really do badges. I, you know, I know that they work though. It's, you know, the kids like community and stuff like that. So it all depends on what, you, where your priorities are and what you, you don't even like Barbacek just needs feedback so he can decide what, what is the next thing to work on, on this thing? Is that right? Right, Matt? Pretty much. I mean, resources are limited and without, uh, you know, like without a team working on every attribute or every feature, um that we won't be able to output everything at once basically what i've done is is the amount of money and work that went into what you're looking at right now i broke i made that a unit and i said okay these features these five optional features are about the same amount of work as what we're looking at now um and that's manageable as it is so but if it's going to be manageable what is the what is it going to be the most efficient and from the sense of most useful to other shop teachers now i can sit here and I've, I've already decided what's most useful to me but for this thing to get momentum i i would i, di I didn't want to start by making a tool for me i wanted to start by making a tool for us and then uh it's going to work for me regardless so cool. that's uh that's kind of the idea there uh and so then uh shop management a component uh would be one feature and then one uh then the student interaction so right now there's no student interaction that's a big step to take digitally i'm learning because you got to get like hipaa certified you got to get some privacy policies in place you got to talk to a lawyer like and it's a step that we i'm sure i can pitch and make it affordable to take but um but if that's not the most efficient use of the limited resources then I'd rather put that into phase three or four, not on phase two. And so, uh, basically, basically a, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wrong. <laughs> it's like a wish list. Like, what would you guys like to see me personally? I want to see like a, almost like a marketplace where shop teachers could share their plans and get credit for it and then get some feedback and whatnot and possibly you know, possibly sell some, some products or, or services that would gain some traction through here. It's almost like social, you know? So I'm more into the, the projects, but as a, like a marketplace. And then if someone's into badges or if they're more into objectives or they're more into like, here's the, this is the tools I have, you know? Um, or, you know, so I don't know, it's up to you guys. Uh, you would we'll just go around the room, I guess. Yeah, so I'll see if I can, I'm going to list the five features in the chat real quick. And then, yeah, if you guys could just like rank or tell me which one's higher priority to you, uh, that, so would what, be odd. that would be, it'd be very, it'd be more useful to me than you, you probably realize. I'd be very oh, okay, useful. so I'll pull it, yeah, you put it in the chat, I'll pull it up. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, if you just want to pull up the form. Okay, yeah. Then we can just, won't it, won't not, it, doesn't it redo mine then? No, no, you're oh, just okay. good. All right, yeah. here we go. Uh, so, but they, they need to fill it out, right? Or are you just going to write it down? I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to fill it out as they speak. Oh, okay. All right. We'll just go around the room. Uh, Nick, you want to, 
what do you think? What, what song's most useful to you? The badge, the project, project filter, cloud, shop tools, or student interaction? <clears throat> I would have to say the, the filter. So I could filter it through and then. The project you know, where? Yeah. Uh, no, the project filter where. Oh. Oh, project as, yeah. filter. Here we go. Being able to click on certain things and then just have that in my in my view instead of everything. There you go. All right. Uh, BloomQuest, what do you think? So for me, since I'm no longer in the shop and we're making projects, so for what I'll utilize it as will be, I, I like the badge. The badge warehouse is a good thing for me um so so my kids will be earning their badges on tools like they will do you know certain tasks it may not be a full project it just may be like all right take this scrap two by four make these kinds of cuts on this two by four if you cut them properly then you get the miter saw badge uh, if you can operate the table saw and do certain things um, or maybe they build like a set of saw horses and that knock and that project would knock out so many badges. So like for me, it's going to be a lot on the badges and I like the tool having the tools on there as well, because then, uh, kids can go through and earn their badges on each tool. And like we talked about, um, if Barbara check, if you guys switch that over to where you can put the location of your tool, you know, if you can identify where the tool is located either in the shop or for me in the tool trailer, um, that's going to be huge. So the, the, now, if I was in the wood shop, um, you know, being able to filter through those projects would be, I mean, when I taught at the prison, that's what I was in there. And I mean, we had stacks of magazines and the guys would go through there and dig around. And like, if uh, if we would have had that, that'd been great. So, you know, if I was in a shop setting, I definitely want the, uh, the, the badges, you know, earning those badges for kind of like we talked about the, the Boy Scout, you know, Earn your badges for each tool. That's going to be that. That's what I'm pumped about. Um, but only because I'm no longer in the shop. So. Yeah, but yeah. then the project filter if you're in the shop. Oh yeah, definitely. I like absolutely. It. I like it. All right, cool. Uh, Duke, what do you think? Oh, you're muted. Go ahead, un unmute yourself. I'm uh, right now for the project, like immediately the project warehouse, just, okay. to get other, just to get other ideas. But like once this is up and running, I like the cloud co uh, collaboration just to get other ideas. And like even for myself, I'm, I'm going to have to put a project on here, you know, just so I will become more familiar or use the website some more. Um, later on down the road, I wish I had more time with the kids. Um, I like that student interaction because I have middle school kids and the kids would love the badges. Mm. Got it. Nice. Cool. Uh, Damien, what do you think? Well, I've only sort of been following part of it, just the. I think it'd probably be really useful. I, don't, I heard the parts about the, the badges for the kids and that sort of stuff. My ears pricked up when I heard table saw because our kids aren't allowed to use it here. So, um, mm -hmm. 
but we just trying to see those things. I mean, basically, you could you could filter the projects by by badges, or you could look through the projects, or you could filter the project based on what you have in the shop, or you could do some sort of collaboration with another teacher, um, which I kind of like, uh, or like where are all the tools? It kind of helps you manage it. And then there might even be in the future, a student login, which will manage either where the tools are or what project they're on and what their contribution is, something like that. Okay. I mean, it's basically, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, what jumps out at you? Like, oh, you, you know, like, what do you, like, I right now, I personally, what I do is I actually have a similar thing on an Excel sheet. I have a grid and I say, hey, you made it to almost like a badge in a way. Like, okay, this is level one. You can touch these tools. Now that you've done these eight projects, I will allow you to touch these projects. And then once you've done that, I'll allow you to go to level three. You know, that's kind of what I do. Cause I can't have people skipping around. It's just too much to keep track of. So I kind of like the project filter. And, but then I also, to motivate me to use this, I would like to see some sort of like, if I put something up, I want to see the traction it gets from others, almost like a social media thing. Like if you put something up, let me see what happens to it. Let me see if other teachers use it. Like if I do my, small engine project or if I do a, I, I do this flashlight contest project or even if I do an electric car thing, I want to see if someone else is using it. So to me, the cloud thing is like huge. Uh, I'm big uh, into that. So that's kind of what I would do. I mean, you know, what, whatever you answer is probably what you already do now, you know? So it depends. What do you think, Damien? So this is like it's a collaboration thing going across staff in districts as well or it could be right barber check it could be global right yeah it could be um as public as you wanted it to be so you could you could even set it for i'm i'm uploading these project plans but they're copyrighted to me or they're i stole them from a magazine and i don't want to get in trouble for publishing so i'm going to keep this private or you can upload a set of damien's plans and make it available to other teachers to shop through uh or i guess i suppose there could be like a close friend setting too so maybe you don't want to share it with global everybody on the platform but if you want to share it with just the shop class podcast crew you could check off and then they would share it that way yeah keep in mind this is early days he's just trying to figure out what what people are interested in you know uh yeah. So this this was the that link you shared in the chat gets you to this, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you just gotta log in. But it's like a beta, you know? Yeah. Like it's 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 functional, but these are kind of like placeholders. Like, you know, it's just giving an example. So you click you'll say you, you know if this is the pro the tool filter, you're like, okay, I know I got a jigsaw, I got a circle saw, I got a hand saw, I got a drill, and I got a bench. Uh That'll give me, and then they hit search. 
that'll give me these plans right here. I can do this, you know. Uh, and then if you know, like, so it reset. But okay, uh, yeah, I'm starting to really see a benefit now. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, because I'm I'm part of a well, so I'm part of a Facebook group for industrial arts teachers over here. And because we've gone into lockdown again, um, there's all, especially new teachers going, like, has anybody got a project? What are we doing? Because we can't do prac. Has anybody got a little prac project that kids can do? Has anybody got a, a unit we can share? But there was recently one guy who's like, I'm, I'm new to the thing and I want to buy tools for myself and, like, we're suggesting tools for his own home. Um, but it would be that sort of thing, yes, somebody going, Oh, what what sort of projects could you do? And we go, well, what sort of tools have you got in the school? And then, yeah, exactly. of course, there's, exactly. there's always ones that go, yeah, well, we do this and we've got the CNC, but you've got to be in a private school to really have a CNC. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see it now, yeah. Yeah, so, like, Barbershake, you should probably add for tools, you should add uh, home office. <laughs> <laughs> or just a virtual tab. Yeah, oh, click on virtual, and then you yeah, can see stuff that's available in their kitchen sink area. Like, that's what Ooh. I did for a while. I just that, thought of stuff that was in their kitchen. That's a good idea yeah. to make that almost that, like a separate category because I've had where I my, – in my, one of my prototypes for this, I uploaded your YouTube video, Ron, of, of the, the balance beam. So Ron did yeah. the balance beam project virtually – by having kids find household supplies. And in one of my prototypes, I uploaded his YouTube video as the project, the, the scale. And then I um, I checked, I created a tool category that was like random household supplies. Yeah. And um, and and that was a fil that was a, a feature you could filter by. I've, I kind of tabled it for now just because I didn't want to get lost in the weeds when I'm trying to show people the function of this. Uh, but uh, making it separate altogether. And that is one of the knots we're going to have to untangle is like metalworking projects, woodworking projects, and then making sure, you know, maybe more arts and crafts at home kitchen projects, and then making sure that, um, you know, that that warehouse stays somewhat organized and, and easy to accessible and basically curate. Like that's the end goal here is curate the content you need for the audience you have with the tools you have. So you're not sifting through crap that doesn't apply. Yeah, it makes it easy. Oh, you got a roll of tape. You got a soda can. <laughs> you got a, you got a ruler. All right. Or you got a piece of wood. All right. You can make a balance scale. <laughs> this one was a fun one. That was a good one. But yeah, that's basically what the situation is. Uh, I mean, there, this is a garage filled with tools, and I didn't use any of them because I knew the kids didn't have anything. They got a cliff bar. They got a, a towel. That's it. <laughs> Virtual category, you know? So also keep in mind, I teach in an urban neighborhood. So if the kids are at home, they're in an, ap an apartment building. They don't have – it was very rare that a kid had a garage with, like, tools in it. That was – only if like their dad was the super and they had access to like another part of the building or something like that. Uh, but very urban. Anyway, yeah, so that's basically all right, Barber Chick, you got 
You got everything you need there? Yeah, I wrote down some notes. I'm going to um, use it to, I'm going to be having more conversations with a, just like this. Um, nice. The reason I'm like a little bit more behind the scenes than even usual. Um, and I'll keep you guys updated. I'll hop in and keep everyone updated. And then um, it's a, uh, it's it's it seems like a slow process but it's it's just got to scale up and and in the meantime don't be afraid to deliver the tough love um right now i'm a i'm a the reason i'm sticking to a known audience i don't want it to be one more thing you know that there's so many ed tech things crossing your desk right now and i want to get to a point of 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 usefulness of high usefulness not just this is how it works but this is actually will work for you so there might be you give me tough love and it just doesn't fit on the timeline but i'm not going to take that personal if anything that's going to help me know which parts of the timeline to bump up Um, yeah i i ripped it off like a band-aid i told my i think there should be a marketplace so you could sell your plans and tune them make them better and stuff and then imagine if you had like a hundred shop teachers following you as a plan maker or or selling them tools or something like that and then you you're because otherwise you know shop teachers usually buying i guess i don't know we're just buying tools and there's no customer service or plans that come with it it's up to you and then you could try and collaborate like we do but i don't know this might be beneficial yeah so uh, if you if you ever want to talk to me more about it, feel free to. You can you know how to track me down. Yeah, through anything, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty responsive on this project right now. So uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, talk more about it. If you got questions or if you have an idea you want to get to me, shoot it my way, um, and and don't be afraid to deliver the tough love. And I'll just keep you guys updated. I'll be hopping in and um, keep you guys updated on the development of it and hopefully we can get something that makes all of our jobs a little bit easier is, is the end goal. Like that's the bullseye right there is just, just make our jobs a little bit easier. Cool. It's pretty, right. cool. It's pretty cool that Harbor Freight's putting their energy into something like this, this and the cool. They're, they're a, it's, you know, Matt found out he's a semi-finalist and, and all I got to say is I hope he's, I hope he gets to be a finalist and, I don't want to spoil it for them, but that is like, that's just the start of it. Like once you win, what, what they're doing is that they're vetting out, they're finding the cream of the crop. They lock us in a room, although they've been doing it virtually, they get our best ideas out. They do um, work with like the Drucker Institute, which is like this like innovation consultation company that comes to like helps teams brainstorm good solutions helps think tanks come to come up with good ideas um and then and then they so they get you trapped with everybody else who's all inspiring who's all got all these ideas and then they're like all right how much impact what's the impact versus effort ratio of that idea and then you go around and you get all the feedback from everybody and then if you're so inspired they call it a pilot project they know their money's not going to be thrown away because they've already vetted out their prize winners as like quality qualified candidates. And so you just go to them and you just say, Hey, this is my idea to make shop teaching a better experience. And, um, 
And so like one, one shop teacher went to them. He says, Hey, I want to make mobile shop classes for my district. Boom. They sent him money. One shop teacher went and said, Hey, I want to um, involve elementary kids into our program. Uh, we're going to build a tiny, I'm going to have my high school kids mentor a group of elementary students as a, as a unit. And I want you guys to sponsor it. They said, boom, we're going to do that. Um, uh, one of the coolest ones that they just grant, they just funded is called Harbor Freight Fellows. So what they, what this teacher did is he got together a network of, of industry partners uh, and said, hey, um, will you take one of my students on as a summer apprentice, which isn't like an uncommon model, right? We've seen some of that before, but what's different is, um, Harbor Freight is actually sending that company money to take on a student apprentice. So the company is not only getting a level of free labor, but they're also getting a incentive from Harbor Freight to take the risk on a kid and Harbor Freight and the, and then the teacher, what the teacher's done is gone through and made sure all the legal, the liability stuff's off the table. The companies don't have to worry about that. And then the teacher continues to consult the industry partners and the students throughout the summer. Uh, and Harbor Freight's foot in the bill and all of that. So there's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, if you want to create, powerful action in any sector i would literally copy and paste their uh their template i mean it would just that's awesome yeah it's a it's a good template and i, I think we're just seeing the start of it to be honest wow i mean it's it's pretty amazing what they've done what's real world scholars is that something you know about yeah we talked about that once uh remember the um the student ran business page i had going oh. on yeah that that's the company so if if you're interested check real world scholars out if you're interested in incorporating um uh entrepreneurship curriculum into your content because what yeah. they'll do is they'll they'll foot the bill on hosting your website and they'll foot they'll give you like a seed investment money that you can give to your students and then they give you um some curriculum too to help with like social media and marketing and kind of pulling back the layers of entrepreneurship for your students so there's some really cool uh, ideas there. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> when you're talking about uh, these scholarships, <laughs> I forgot about this. I took a screenshot of it last week. How awesome is that? Scroll down. They got a guy welding. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> Metallica, baby. Hell yeah. Forget Harbor Freight. <laughs> you want heavy metal, dude. <laughs> Is it really Metallica? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I forgot about it. Last week I got like, uh, I don't know, some type of notification, like Twitter or something. I'm like, oh, man, I got to take a screenshot off. So I don't, for then you guys are just talking about it. I remembered it. I'm like, I got to share it with the group. That's awesome. Nice. Metallica scholars. <laughs> They'll donate. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah, well, heavy metal. That makes sense. <laughs> I think shop shop class and heavy metal are sort of like that's they, those go hand in hand. <laughs> well, 
How many shop classes or shops do you think are playing Metallica when they're working? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> this was like obvious move right here. <laughs> That's really funny. I mean, the kids try and put on some other music. I always just switch it. I, I yeah. Go ahead. Whoops. One thing we want to add to the mobile classroom I'd love to do is put outdoor speakers on the mobile classroom and then their Bluetooth and just play yeah. it. Although we didn't have to worry, we didn't have to worry about much music this year because uh, our neighbor across the street, he has a big old outlaw tattoo on his back, drives Harleys, crams his radio out his his radio out in the uh, the garage every day. So there's always hard rock playing every single day. Classic rock, hard rock. He's like, I hope you guys don't mind. I'm like, nope, works great. <laughs> Nice. That's awesome. Look, well, I, I, I got to get scooting. All oh, right. I gotta, I'm, my infomercial time is up, so. That's it. All right. You owe me some money for this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When, when uh, this thing takes off, you'll get a royalty fee. Not at all. Not at all. All right. Sounds good. Right. Good seeing I'll be in you. touch. All right. This is cool. Look at this. Welding student. That's awesome. Hell yeah, Metallica scholars. Yeah, Duke. Way to bring it. Yeah. So you <laughs> guys, I don't know, I'll look into it, but it might would, be like high school kids, but you never know. Yeah, that's cool. I would play some uh, Metallica, but then when I upload this video, it'll get flagged or whatever. Get yanked, know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, so this thing's interesting. This um, real-world scholars is kind of interesting. I don't know exactly what they do, but, yeah, I mean, it's a good idea to have some sort of entrepreneurship if it's feasible in your classroom. So maybe I'll take a look at this later. Uh, all right, let's – let's without – Matt Bloomquist, the, the featured guest, has been waiting patiently. And he's got like five kids in the background, probably want to hang out with them. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, six of them, right? Uh, oh my god! You know what's funny is, so they've been quiet this whole time. They hadn't been here for part of the time, and now we'll get to mine. And I'm sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll get talking. Then they'll, you'll see them in the screen. They'll come in. They they always do. But here you want you want me to share my screen, Ron, and then I'll drive. If you want to? If it gets like choppy, I'll switch it over to you. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. You're gonna present. Okay, yeah. so let's do it. It's almost like my favorite thing to do is to walk around a map. Is uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, once I'm done doing mine, then you can you can jump back on and go crazy. Oh, go for it. Go ahead. Show us what you Since got. you do, you, yeah, you do love. Being able to <laughs> I do like this. flying on a map, a 360 map. I don't know why. It's cool. Okay. I'm going to put this over here so I can see it better. Yeah, go ahead. So if, well, you guys that are on here have probably seen it, but if anyone else watching or listening, uh, when Connor came on and showed us Matterport, so I obviously jumped on and did that. Same with Barbercheck, he did the Matterport. And pretty much what it is, it's kind of like what you see the realtors use. Uh, you can 3D scan either using a phone um, or you can get a 3D camera, which since we're sharing the screen, nobody can see but us at the moment. Um, 
but you can get a 3D camera, which makes it really quick and easy to do. And then you can upload and you go around and uh, on the screen, you can see there's these little dots on the ground. And that's that's where I've sat the tripod or monopod, I guess, in a sense, it, to uh, do the, the pictures and then it ties all this together. So on Matterport, we can actually look at this. So we can look at this through the floor plan and this does a pretty good job. The garage is over here. You can see the two bump outs, the back left corners of the porch. So it does an all right job. There's some blank spots where there's actually closets and stuff kind of in the middle. Um, it's kind of what we see. Um, then they have the 3D doll, doll space view here. And then of course the walk around. Um, and then also, and we'll get to this, there's a four, floor selector. So if you have multiple floors, so like I, I did a shot of the crawl space and we'll be able to click onto that. So if you you have one story, two story, whatever, you can do multiple stories and they stack it on top of each other like layers, which is pretty cool. And then they have a measuring tool. So like if I wanted to um, do a measurement, um, let's say yeah, the island, I could, I could click across and get measurements and it like zooms in where you, you click and everything and it'll tell you like, two foot eight feet or whatever. So that's amazing. Um, or yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like there's, whoops, like that. I didn't know you could uh, do measurements. That's really awesome. Oh my God. Oops, where'd I go here? Um, okay. Um, I, oh, what's, what's going there on? There we go. Sorry, I had to get off the measuring thing. I'll try and go back to full screen. Oh, okay. There's a measuring thing up there for some reason. But okay, so the house itself. So this is 99.5% done. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it at this moment. It looks great. So you're gonna see you're gonna see some little bit of clutter inside the house, but for the most part, it's just um, some items we have sitting around and stuff. But um, other than a few small details we are pretty much done so when you walk in the front door here's our dining room kitchen living room area um it pretty we did the open concept floor plan uh we got the pretty blue island that everybody seems to be all excited about right now we got the um range hood you know the stainless steel range hood um but yeah, should, this is people should keep in mind that this is built by high school students, and and yeah. that is the teacher explaining the project. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so um, this just back door goes out to the to the back porch. Um, so up here, these right here, these two squares you you can see, these are our air return vents. Instead of having the grill like they usually see. Um, I forget the brand. It's out of Canada. It's like area. I don't know. Anyways, uh, those are our return grills. So the air flows around those and is our return vents. So that's there. Um, we got our utility room. So with this house bill, we really wanted to focus on energy efficiency. And so we put items in here that should be, be use less energy. So what you're looking at here is a um, heat pump water heater. So just like a heat pump would work for your house, um, it takes the warm air in the, in the atmosphere and heats the water. So it says it's only supposed now it depends on, you know, probably how much showers and how long a shower you take and all that stuff. 
but it's supposed to only cost like $10 a month to run to have hot water here, have wow. hot water for your house. That's so, it, so with these things, you have to, you do have to have a bigger space because it needs enough air um, to suck in. Otherwise you have to veg it outside, but I, we haven't got to hook this up quite yet. It's all, it is all hooked up. We just don't have the water ran to it yet because of um, we don't have our sewer line taps for condensation dripping and everything. Um, Cause right now we got our, um, our air handler in here and the condensation line I have to go down there and uh, empty out a five gallon bucket drips into, but this is train um, our local heating cooling. Uh, one of our local heating cooling um, companies, he George yard, he's actually alumni of this program. Uh, he had a, he's a train dealer um, when it comes to air, air conditioning and heating units. Uh, train, he had such a good year. Train gave them a free unit and we got, this is variable speed, all that to help. Um, because since we built the house so tight and efficient, um, it needs to be able to ramp down on the blower. So it's a variable speed. Uh, he said it's the Cadillac. So, and we got it for free. So wow, that's cool. Yeah. He got it for free. We got it for free. Nice. Pretty pumped about that. So that that's the utility room slash laundry room. How, I'm sorry. How is that one powered? Is that gas? No, it's all electric. We everything in here, everything in the house is electric. Uh, we didn't run any gas just because. So we built really a, a really tight house. Um, we do have a beneath in a crawl space. We can't see it. There's an ERV, which is um, will exchange the air inside the house it'll take out the stale air bring in fresh air um and that, that also helps with reducing um the use the need for, for as much air conditioning and heating it helps out with that as well and dehumidifying as well um but we didn't i didn't put gas in we didn't hook the gas lines up or anything only because you can do gas lines and make sure everything's vented out properly but we built so tight if somebody wants to add gas lines and do that they can they just have to make sure that, you know, when you're cooking with gas, you should always turn on your ventilation system and stuff to get the extra fumes and stuff out. Now, the ERV will pick up all that stuff eventually. But if you're cooking uh, on in tighter houses, you always should do that. Actually, you should do that no matter what your house. Uh, the more I learn about that, you should always um, because technically you're, you lit a fire in your house. So you need to exhaust as much as that as possible um so everything is electric so if somebody wanted to throw electrical panels up on this on this roof and assuming they could uh there's not a lot of tree coverage thanks to the tornado wiping out all the trees plus the previous house that was here um you could probably do pretty good with um throwing panels up on the roof and do all right in here so th that's kind of the point or you know the hope anyway uh moving through here real fast um like i said um, we have the master bedroom, uh, what you see laying on the floor is actually the glass shower door. That's going to go into the master bathroom. You'll see here in a minute. Um, so we got, got our bath our bedroom. We do have a walk-in closet. Um, I have to get the shelving up and do some painting on the wall. Um, cause I accidentally put, I was going to put shelving on this wall, but I forgot. I can't because if you do, you can't actually walk into the closet. So I had to patch the wall and repaint that one wall but uh walk-in closet uh the house 
itself is about 1600 square foot uh is it just here. one floor yeah just ranch style uh i'll show you guys a picture of the outside um it's not on here but i'll show you master ba bathroom um so the glass doors got to go up on here i got to put the shower head and stuff on i'll get that probably tomorrow along with placing the toilet um outlets and everything i hooked up today actually after i did this got the sinks all hooked up uh we got the mirrors coming and i got to get the lights hooked up um in the bathrooms but other than that we got the nice frosted glass windows Ooh, that's nice uh, let me click on through the house here real quick to so yeah this program is pretty sweet like i said you just kind of click and move wherever you want to go kind of like i mean i guess you could say like a video game i suppose right whoop and then that's it's this is the second bedroom yeah so this is the front bedroom this is a little bit bigger has a uh, big double closet um, this room could easily be a kid's double bedroom for sure um seeing there's the other return grills um compared to those ones i put out in the main living area um across the hall you got a little linen closet right there um, this is the, I guess you could call the public area bathroom. So tub, tub shower unit, um, pretty much same setup, uh, just a smaller countertop and everything, double sink vanity. It's cool. So cool. You can walk around like this. It's unbelievable. I feel like I'm there. <laughs> right. It's not too bad. <laughs> unbelievable. What's that? Um, oh, that's pretty... a third bedroom. So yeah, this is the third bedroom. So it's three bed, two bath. Oh, wow. Um, closet. This bed, this bedroom's a little bit smaller, but it's still pretty good size. I think 11, 11 by 11 approximately with the, the uh, closet bumped in there. Um, you know, pretty simple. We did simple details on the trim. It's just one buys, uh, primed, primed pine one buys that we sprayed white in place. So the, um, it's just simple miter joints. The, the, um, Base trim just butts into each other. Like I said, I was trying to make it where first time students can do detailed work a little easier and get a good looking project out of it. Um, here we, um, this will be a little drop off zone. If any of you guys follow Jeff Hempstead on Instagram, I think it's Jay Him Woodworking. He's an alumni of this class, this program. Uh, he's got a ton of followers. He's an amazing woodworker. Anyways, he's got a slab of walnut he's sending us for a bench down here. I'll throw oh, up a shelf cool. around here. We'll trim out trim out the edges. But uh, yeah, this is just shiplap. Oh, okay, it's a drop off like the mudroom drop off area. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yep. So just the spot to, when you come in from the garage. So. Yeah. Here's what we all want to see anyway. Man. This is the garage. Big garage. So yeah, it's 25 feet across, which is pretty good, you know, standard little, maybe a little couple feet bigger than maybe a standard garage width wise, but depth wise, we have 28 feet. Oh, wow. Um, so there's a lot of room up front or at the back. And so we, I loaded up, there's, all the outlets around the walls, there's four circuits in the garage. So that way you can do whatever you need to do without flipping breakers. Oh, um, wow. it's not hung up. You can, you can see right here is the breakers is what you're saying. Yeah, there's four. Yeah, four different circuits in the garage alone. 
This little bracket right here actually goes up on the ceiling where these three holes are at, plugs into that. Um, we have a heater, um, little electric heater. It's sitting over here on the scaffolding that goes in, does a great job heating the garage. I wouldn't just run it all the time. It's not very efficient, but as far as, you know, if you're going to go out there and do some work or you just need to cut the chill, works great. We put radon, a radon remediation system in. Um, so uh, we are, um, we have radon pockets around us. And so we have radon remediation. We put in a utility, a simple utility Wait, sink. Can you tell me um, more about the now, radon remediation? I don't understand. What is that? Okay. So radon is like a naturally existing gas that you can't see, you can't smell, you can't taste. It's, it's just in the ground and there's pockets of it all over. Um, so in Illinois, you can literally, this house could have radon. So like when you dig into the ground, it releases the radon gas. So, but your next door neighbor, you could dig and you could come up with nothing. It, it's just, it's just pockets of it. Um, so Illinois, um, you know, we have, we have a lot of pockets of radon and stuff. So we did an unofficial test with a sensor and it, it registered. So we went ahead and put it in and we're going to just make it standard to put it in because why not just get it out? Um, and since everything inside, and you guys will see the crawl space in a minute, everything's encapsulated, everything's so tight. So all that radon gas just gets stuck in the house, right? Um, well, I forget what the numbers are and stuff, but it, it, they equivalent to how many packs of cigarettes you would smoke like in a day or a year or whatever, having it in. So it, it's not something you want to keep in your house. So um, we are literally expelling it out of the crawl space or the ground underneath the crawl space. So is that and just there's a, up in the attic? There's a pipe to exhaust the crawl space. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you can see it in the crawl space when I show the picture, but so since we encapsulated it, it just runs underneath the plastic. There, it goes up into the attic, hooks up to a, a vent fan that's blowing, like sucking it out. So that's running all the time. So this little red dial you're seeing right here um that that shows that there's suction oh um so that that's what that thing is and what was cool was it's just pvc pipe and now a switch and a event and when the guy came over he actually took one of my students and one of my students in a matter of a couple hours him and my student put this whole system in and was out the door cost like i don't know 800 bucks Wow, that's awesome. So it, it's, a, it's a sweet business to be in. You can make some good money. It's easy, can be easy. <laughs> um, very health benefits. Of, you know, there's good things about doing it. Um, also, you're gonna notice on this garage wall, since this is a wall that connects to our house, behind this is actually sheeting, the zip sheeting that we taped for our air barrier to keep everything airtight. And we bumped out this cavity where our electrical panels are, so all the Electrical wires come through this cavity that puts it outside of the, the it's like outside, technically it's outside of the house, even though it's inside the garage. So oh. that's why we did a bump out here. Oh, um, the panel is flush. Yeah, so the, the panels are flush. It looks on good. This bump yeah, out. That's funny. Normally it would be like rough looking, like industrial, and they would just put the panel, like I'm looking at it right now, they got, they just mount the panel on the wall, but this is, you recessed yeah. it kind of. I, didn't yeah. think of that. That's so, a cool thing. So we, yeah, we built a bump out. So all the wires are in this chase. 
inside behind drywall and then this gets mounted in flush to the drywall and so it gives you that clean look and stuff nice now down here down here this uh right here this is the lb or whatever for where the wire came out so if you ever had to pull the wire you could you could re-pull your wire feed to the meter from right here you just what, uncap that and what does lb mean uh i forget what it means oh just like this it, is it. this is your port to the to the to the yeah grass. so pretty much it's a big box that opens up and what you need you pull you pull the wire out through the bottom and then you send it up into the wall it, it, it's pretty much a big uh, it's a it's a way to make a because feeding wire through a curve is really difficult right so you pull this out through and then you can send it back up i forget what the heck that what lb means i'm not being an electrician oh, I, I forget but uh yeah that's what that is um line box but yeah <laughs> maybe that's it <laughs> <laughs> i just looked it up <laughs> is that it okay there it yeah. is yeah, um Garage we don't have our opener installed yet, but we do have an opener coming. This is an insulated garage door, eight foot tall, so you can pull your part pickup trucks into it. Um, nice. Obviously, we went for a little bit modern style, so that's why we got the windows on the side. This uh, thing is cyber truck. Nine and right? Yeah, cyber truck would fit right in there. <laughs> uh, nine and a half foot tall ceilings. Um, there, there's the heater that hangs. Or there uh attic access although we have so much insulation blowing up in here you're never gonna want to get into the attic anyway so but yeah that's the garage and then i can show you guys the crawl space whoa yeah whoa. okay so this so this is the crawl space um, I don't know, cubby hatch, whatever. So what we do is we have this little deck piece um, that we just set in here and, and you can walk across it. Just sits on the sledge and drop down in here. And this door shuts and latches on this you this eye uh, bolt there. And that, that door seals because this crawl space is actually air conditioned and heated. So we can go drop down Whoa, here. In there, dude. This so this is our this is our crawl space. Um, we used I, IFCs, which is uh, insulated con insulated or ICFs, insulated concrete forms. Um, we had um, the box sills were spray foam closed uh, for insulation and air sealing purposes. And then we took this plastic. I think it, it's it's either twelve or twenty mil. Like you can't tear it. You can't tear it by yourself. Like your hands will do it. And I you believe can, it's 20 mil. It in 20 mil. Okay. I yeah. think you're right, Nick. I'm almost certain you're right. Yeah. So you take this 20 mil plastic and like I said, you aren't, you're not tearing it by your hand or walking across it. You, you, it, something's got to hit it to cut it or tear it. Uh, you embed it into caulking that's, uh, able to be put onto this, the, the forms. And then you, we just take, and inside these forms are little plastic brackets or like little studs. So you just take normal wood screws and screw right into those and it grips. And honestly, the kids were able to spread this out. I think it took us, I don't know, three working days for the kids to do the whole entire crawl space. So over here, right here, this pipe back here, that's uh that's the radar the the radon 
um, pipe going in underneath the plastic. So it's just sucking air out of underneath this plastic. Oh. And underneath this plastic, there's a dimple mat. Um, so that way when you crawl around, it doesn't cut into the rocks under there. So it's really pretty comfortable to crawl around. Um, and these black X's, if you look everywhere, there's a black X, there's a light bulb right above it. When you're So when you're in a crawl space, you're always hunched over looking down. Well, you smoke your heads off the light bulb. So what we did was we put black X's underneath every single light bulb in the crawl space. So if you step on an X, you're probably going to smoke your head on a light bulb. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. So yeah, the kids did all this plumbing, electrical. Um, I have now learned how to, the electrical isn't as pretty as I would like it, but I, I just finally learned how they do that and make it look all flat and nice. So next one should be a lot neater, but um, as far as it being secured and functioned and, and all that, it's down there, our piping all drains out quarter inch drop and yeah, That's there awesome. she be. That's amazing. And is, so, you know, forgive me because I'm like the car guy. I'm learning about the house stuff. So underneath there is literally the ground. Like, what, you know, yeah. what was there before. Okay. And then you you make this foundation wall and then you actually have – it's a controlled space just like upstairs. So now you, yep. it's part of the envelope. Yep. Yep. So a lot of times people, yeah. Yeah. I hear I can stop sharing this too. No, that's good. Stuff. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pull up a picture. Let me find a picture of the outside here while we're talking. Sure. Um, so a lot of times crawl spaces, I mean, if you, and you know, you guys on here, if you ever been in your crawl space, it's, there's probably, you know, spiders, nasty, wet, damp, you know, so it's one of those things if you're, if the air in the crawl space is leaking into the house, technically you're breathing all that. So it's like, why not make the crawl space part of the house? Cause really a crawl space is nothing more than a short basement, right? We enclose a basement and it works fine. So we treat the crawl space the same way as we would a basement and we finish it off, condition the air in there and make it all part of the unit and you go down in the crawl space and it is awesome. And people love to come and go into the crawl space. Like, I don't know if I've ever showed off a crawl space more in my life. Huh. That's funny. And then normally you would, where would you put the insulation? It would normally be on the bottom of the floor, but now you can put it on the, on the, before that barrier. Where do you put the insulation? Yeah, so it's typically a lot of times people insulate the bottom side of the floor joist, and that isn't always good depending on what you're doing. Like, as if you're not controlling moisture properly, um, then that insulation can get become a mold fest. Depending on like if you're using fiberglass bats or something. But if I would have done this differently, we didn't put insulation underneath that plastic, but we we easily could have put like rock wool or rigid foam board underneath there. Now with us, the ground temperatures and everything are probably in the fifties. So we, it's really not that big of an issue for us, but if I did it again, that's, we would definitely do that. Um, just for kind of an extra bonus if we're just going the extra mile, but here, here's the exterior shot of the house right now. 
we're getting we're getting ready to put the um we got to tr put the trim around the garage door there um but we're getting ready to till up the yard and uh put the grass seed and stuff down so this is literally a picture of three quarters of the front of the house from i think yesterday that's awesome man this is incredible i can't i i cannot believe we're looking at something that a high school class put together it's unbelievable to me we're yeah and and in the high school and the kids literally did oh man i know covid i end up doing a little bit more than i would originally intended but still easily 90 percent plus what are some you know like you got any advice for managing large projects like how do you do this are you teaching are these only the advanced kids are you teaching on site how do you manage all this <laughs> a hope and a prayer <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically oh I, I beg the counselors not to give me kids that are gonna be yeah. a menace right um yeah. no it's i mean it is a little crazy like last well not last year the year before 2019 that was our relaunch and we had approximately 15 kids in each group a morning group and an afternoon group and it's all good and fine when you can see everybody but once you start putting walls up and dividing rooms and making hide hiding places and things then things get a little like kids who just aren't feeling it that day like you'll you'll wander around and you're like oh where's timmy at you go walk around pop open the closet oh there he is or they try to sneak down in the crawl space and and like because they'll go in there was like a little bump out and they would try to hide around the corner and because it was nice and cool down there so it, it's the kind of the same stuff i mean the good thing is i had pretty good kids so that wasn't really problematic it was just things that would occasionally happen or they would do yeah um they would try to hide up in the attic every once in a while like so you, you kind of deal with that but so way way i do it is i divide up the kids in the groups so let's say we got 15 kids um usually it's it's about three groups would be ideal but five people in a group is not um three you know five groups of three is great for group size but then it's too many groups there's not enough tasks so we have four about four groups is about ideal if you can get four groups you're gonna have one has an a, a different number than the rest but uh um if you can get about three groups of three seem to work out really well is is yeah I, I, if i wish i had nine kids i had three groups of three that would be ideal for for classroom management um it's i mean the, the good and bad is, and you guys know this because you're in shop classes, we get to have a little bit more fun. Once you get past the instruction part, you can talk, you can listen, you got music playing, you got a little more goof goofing around, I suppose. You know, even though you know you got to keep the horse play down to uh, you know minimum to none, so nobody gets hurt. But you can joke around with your friends, your buddy, or whatever. So it's it's not like a normal class, you know, it's not like English class or whatever. Sorry, English teachers, if you're listening. Um, I guess Barbara Check's wife. <laughs> um, no, I'm not sorry. You know, right? I'm done. Um, we we teach got to get rid of the rows, man. They got to let people walk around. I hate it. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing. You're, you're not stuck. And I know a lot of people are going to these new hybrid seatings and everything in their classrooms. But that's the thing. Like, 
you you can move around, you can do stuff. You're you're not it's not it's structured, but it doesn't feel structured. If that if that makes the most sense, you know. I mean, like when you're in shop class, you know, somebody may walk in and think, "Good God, these kids are do are all over the place. What are they doing?" You know, administration may look at it like, "What the hell?" But we're looking at it like, "No, they're busy, man. They're this yeah. is what you want," you know. So, uh, you know, it, it and the nice thing is too for us until we're inside the house and even inside the house. I mean, we had 1,600 square foot to move around plus counting the garage. So, you know, um, 15 kids in that square footage isn't so bad. And then when it's the job site, you know, with when we're working outside, well, then we got the whole corner lot to work, walk around. So, heck, I, I I mean, I get my laps in, man. I, ha I walk six miles on that lot almost wow. every day when we're framing wow. and stuff. So, but I mean, classroom management's about like anything. You know, you have your good days, you have your bad days. And I guess because you have a plan. So, like, they have to follow the plan. If they're putting studs in, they got to just measure and put the stud in, and then you're going to check it and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And and if they mess up, they have to tear it apart and redo it, which they had, which happened. And some, some things, especially in the framings part, I will let the mess up happen. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's going to be – they're not going to be happy when they stand this up. And then we double-check it, and it's all stood up, and then they're pulling nails, hammering things out. But, I mean, like I tell the kids, I'm like, I've been doing this forever, and I will mess things up constantly. I mess up things with them, right? And and even guys who've been framing for 50 years will mess something up. And it, but if you can tear it apart and fix it quickly, well, how big of a mess up was it really, right? And – and you want to be able to catch it when it's easy to tear apart, not when you have drywall up and then the homeowner comes in and is like, oh, this window is three inches over too far. Well, now you got a problem and it's an expensive problem. So um, I do let mistakes happen, um, especially if they're going to be uh, inexpensive or free mistakes. Um, you know, like if we're putting windows in, we make sure we put the windows in in the right spot, you know, things like that. But, um, or, you know, uh, putting that on the flooring or the, the trim, trim was pretty inexpensive. So they can mess up a little bit on trim, but, um, yeah, it's, you just, I, I, I let, I let the failures happen. They got, they need to learn it. Yeah. But all those mistakes are teachable moments. They won't do that Absolutely. again, you know? Yeah. And that's a question. That's a good question too, Ryan. How do you manage teaching a building the house? Like Matt's just not in here with the crew of nine kids that know what they're doing. You have to teach them every component of this house. I saw an old timer across the street today, plumber. I said, "Hey, he's by himself." I said, well, "Why don't you get your uh, your grandkids, you know, to to help you out?" He's like, "Duke, if I had my grandkids helping me, I'd spend all my time teaching, and no work would ever get done." Yeah. So like Matt, you're you're doing both, you know, yeah. building the whole house, just not just not plumbing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, you know. It's this one obviously took us two years because of COVID. Probably would have taken us about a year and a half, if not, because that first group was really good. Like they could they 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 could have fun, but they got stuff done. And I and I had been working with those kids since they were sophomores. Um, you know, freshman, sophomore. So I had a good relationship with those kids. 
Um, obviously COVID made the scheduling a little bit different for this past year. So it was kind of, we'd have, you'd have good weeks and then we'd have nothing. And he's, you know, we all know how that went, but, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like I tell everybody, you know, I, you know, I'm showing up with zero talent, right? I mean, they, they, yeah. they, unless they help their dad build their house or something, you know, maybe only maybe a couple kids in it, or maybe some of them are, you know, plumber son or whatever, but yeah, it's, I mean, you're showing them how, you know, every, you know, every, every, every nail that goes into that house, you know, I probably had to show them how to do it. And, you know, what, now once you learn certain skills, like when it comes to cutting and nailing and things like that, then it translates, you know, if you know how to use a framing gun, well, technically you know how to use a trim gun. You just have to uh, watch out for certain things when you're you nailing. So the trim nail doesn't bounce out or things like that. So oh, yeah, like things correlate. It can curve and come out and hit your hand or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I've done that when I was learning to build. So, you know, those safety things though, that comes into play safety, safety is always, that was, that's probably the most nerve wracking part of the whole thing. Like building, building a house with kids that don't know, that's fine because like I said, it's school we're teaching. That's all part of it. The safety aspect, when you do get a bunch of wound up teenagers, mostly boys, um, that's the part where you're constantly, okay, where, where's, where's so-and-so? What was that loud bang? Why, why are they laughing? You know, you're, you're constantly, <laughs> that, that stuff's constantly going. So that, that's the, I mean, that, that's probably the most stressful part of it. I would say for me, uh, um, you know, like I, I have the patience for the, uh, you know, watching a kid try to screw a screw in and just stripping the head or, <laughs> the screw guns bouncing off, you know, what should take 0.2 seconds takes them 15 seconds. I had the patience for that, but the, uh, yeah, the, the safety issues you're always kind of concerned with, which I mean, we all have to deal with, except, you know, in the shop, you can usually see just about everything in the shop from one spot on the job site. I can't see everything. Once walls go up, they're walls. <laughs> yeah. I Ho hopefully they're in front of a window. Yeah, like everybody in here probably has shop teacher ears. So you hear like, and then you're like, yep. oh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're misusing the tools. Like ones that constantly ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can probably also, these kids probably overkill the project. You know, it's built well. Like, probably in the early 2000s, they were putting up houses. You know that are probably falling apart now just because they just wanted to get the house built and sold yeah but here absolutely you, know, you can probably guarantee the owner that every screws in there good there's probably more screws in the house than needed and it's built sound there's no corners cut because they're not getting paid you know yeah yeah there's no there's no you know what and that from going and having a business like for me you know like I talked to some people and like, oh my God, I could not imagine, you know, because they're thinking of it as in like, you, you know, your plumber example, go, 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 get it done, get paid, get out, you know, be on my way. Where for me, if I tell the kids nail the sheeting off every eight inches and they nailed off every four inches, whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, you're, you're going to be back tomorrow. The bus will bring you right back. So it's uh, like, I tell the kids, 
worry about getting good first the speed will come you know like it's yes i i could go through and do everything every task 10 times faster than they can but that's not the point and that's what i tell them i like i i mean because of COVID, i've touched more things on this house than i would have ever planned it up planned on but um the next one hopefully we don't have to deal with that but you know like i said this is the kids hands even even if i'm helping the kids their hands are on it you know i may show them how or i work with them setting the cabinets or something on the more technical details but or putting the flooring down or something like that but um i mean it's especially the framing and stuff it's all them i i mean i may shoot in maybe four studs in the whole house the rest is the kids and then i tell you what once they know what they're doing you get a group that knows what they're doing and they get excited about it. Oh man, they'll run. They'll, they'll, they'll knock out sections of walls in no, no time. Like it's, they, they really like the framing part. It's amazing. And you really go from like someone pours the foundation or you guys pour it as well. No, we have the foundation put in just because if we had to do the foundation and we had a string of say a month of just wet shitty weather, we would be screwed on timeline. So, so the things that we sub out is foundation, um, which the sidewalks and the driveways, uh, one of my former students actually helped on because he works for the concrete guy now, which was kind of cool. Um, but foundation, we sub out roofing. We subbed out because I don't want 15 kids running around on a roof. <laughs> yeah, <Maybe>. yeah. <laughs> we, you'd either a be tangled up in the ropes so bad that you wouldn't be able to do anything or B, they'd all congregate together and you really shouldn't be doing that on the cheating anyway. That That's not really what, yeah, you need to disperse. So uh, he fell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my goal is to have enough scaffolding to go around the entire house. So that way you literally couldn't fall off. Um, but heck roofing, those guys come in, they shingle it in four hours and it would take us, and that's the other thing. Even if I took five kids up on the roof, well, now I got 10 on the ground and doing God knows what. So all I'd be doing is crawling up and down a ladder, making sure whatever's not, you know, you know, if the shingles aren't getting out of whack or out of line. And so roofing, roofing, we do sub out heating and cooling. We sub out, but the kids get to work with the guys flooring this next, this house, we did the flooring cause it was during COVID but um flooring will have the floor layers come installers come in and they'll work with the installers um drywall finishing one of our teachers who now is retired he's a really good drywall finisher he comes in overs works with the kids which is awesome because while he's doing stuff with them i can work on other things um so he brings over the automatic taping tools which we're actually going to buy for this year this house um Painting, we brought in a professional painter to do all the cutting in, but uh, I gave her a couple kids who were more detail oriented and paid attention and they did all the rolling and back rolling. So I'm really focusing on bringing in more professionals to come do the work. Uh, our electrician came in and helped the kids help run, dig the trench and put the main power line in from the box to the, from the breaker box out to the meter. Uh, we had a plumber come in and help the kids with putting in vent stacks. So my goal really is to, <laughs> to take off, take as much off the my plate as possible, bring in as many professionals, A, for networking connection reasons, um, and B, 
when there's someone else there, they listen better and it frees me up to either focus on other tasks with other students or take care of some technical things that need to get done on the job site while they're working with them. So that's so awesome that you can hire uh, professionals to come in every shop class. There should be a budget, a budget where like I would love to hire a professional welder to come in and, and show kids around me. I don't know everything about welding and yeah. then have have a machinist come in. That would be amazing. Not just one day, but like actually doing some sort of job. That would be really cool. And the best part is most of those people just come in and do it for free. Like our painter, she was there it probably, she was probably there about four full days worth of work. Um, and she didn't charge us for a, a minute of it. I told her she could, I tell all of them they can do it, but they won't. They, wow. They, yeah. Give them back. Yep. And I was just talking to a union carpenter, uh, one of the head guys for the union carpenters, and he's all jazzed up about this. So he wants to send people over. I was like, you can send a guy over and have him frame with the kids. Like, cause I mean, there's only so many tips and tricks I know that I could show them. I sent they'll, they'll, and then they're like, we'll, we'll send them over. Cause they want that, you know, people like for them, it's, they got their own agenda. They want these kids to know them. So when they graduate, they're like, Oh, I'll, go be join the union or what's, you know, so it, it works out for everybody. I mean, it's, so I'm, I'm going to take advantage of that generosity and the desire that I'm getting from, you know, the community and the workforce and stuff, because I mean, everybody's hurting for good labor as it is. So they're, they're all, when they come in, walk on the property and see the house, they're sold. It, it, that's all it takes. Like my kids, I tell them if they want jobs in this man, Two text messages. I bet I can at least get them an interview. Uh, now, what would you recommend? Like, let's say somebody was watching this and they want to run a program like this. How do you get started? This this was already kind of rolling when you got the job, or is this something you created? <laughs> so this program started back in '69, and so it was there when I was in high school. I wasn't there in '69, <laughs> obviously, but. Uh, I'm only the fourth teacher in the program. Um, so they did a house and a half or whatever, or, or like a house every year and a half or whatever it timed out to be every between a year and a half, two years. And so we just did, uh, thanks Damien. Um, they, they did this. Um, so this was the 27th house in the program uh, since 69. And when I started, they had been on pause for about four years. Whenever I came in, I think it was it was it was on pause for about six years because of budget cuts. Um, Illinois had some budgeting issues with the state government, and schools kind of got screwed, and and, the, and so schools really got pinched tight. So this was an easy one to shut down for a short bit. Um, so when I when they hired me, they said, "Hey, we want to start this back up. We're not sure when, but you know, is that something you want to do?" I'm like, "Of course, yes, let's do that." So we were thinking maybe about five years. So I got lucky. Three years into it, um, one of the big donors in town said, "Hey, let's get this going." Um, I think if our superintendent had been talking to him about getting it going anyway. Um, they pitched in pretty good chunk of money to get this thing started. So we retooled, bought a tool trailer, got all new tools. Um, we're set up just like 
and even better than maybe some professionals. Uh, we pretty much got whatever we need and uh, went to town. And like I said, we've talked about this with you and Barbara check kind of back in the original shop class podcast, kind of uh, I just started networking with builders and uh, especially in the building science community on Instagram. And that paid off handsomely just with knowledge alone and support, uh, which tied me into their network of the manufacturers and suppliers where we're, you know, we get team up with big companies like Huber Wood and Rockwool and um, trying to work on a few others to get involved. So, you know, them donating some, you know, picking up a chunk of the cost of materials is huge. And so, yeah, so it was one of those things where I had to relaunch the program, but there was a community connection already there. So it was all I had to do was I didn't even have to get the question out. People are already saying yes. So I, I had it very fortunate. I was, I got to bring, I got to be, in part of bringing something back that people already wanted and were gun ho about doing. So I, you know, in that sense, I didn't really have to start off from scratch, even though I started from scratch kind of, there was already the foundation and support already there. And if you can get the support, really, if you, if you can get the support rounded up first, I mean, there's, there's, I think that's half the battle. Then the okay. second battle of course is going to be finance. Yeah, that's really cool. Also, you have a non-traditional schedule as well, right? So like um, you have two sessions, morning and afternoon. Is that right? Yeah. So we have two sessions. I do first or morning session is first through third period. So we get about two hours of working time each session. So I have, they get, I get first, second, and third period. Fourth is my planning period. Fifth is my lunch. Then the kids come back for six or no we do we have like abc lunch so they come back fifth sixth and seventh hour is the second half in the school bus they the they, they school buses kids over to me we're about five minutes from the school on a bus ride the bus comes drop picks them up drops off um takes them back all that good stuff and for me i actually don't even have to go to the school building like i literally could go to the school building once a month for staff meetings like wow. i I can go a whole month without seeing another adult. Like my yeah. wife is literally the only adult I ever see. Oh my God. <laughs> it, or my brother, me and my brother, he teaches, we'll go out for lunch. We have the same lunch period, but yeah, it's so in that part that, you know, not being at the school, I do miss some of the interactions with some of the other teachers and stuff, but at the same time I'm out here, I have the mobile classroom. I have everything I need. Uh, if I got to go run and pick up stuff at the lumber yard, I can go do it. Uh, since my planning period and lunch hour back up to each other, I have, a, I guess, technically like an hour and a half lunch ish with, you know, combine it with my planning period where instead of the half an hour, I don't have to teach advisory class. So I can actually have kids come back during advisory. They can drive out back at when school's out and come keep working if they want. Um, so that some of the more dedicated kids will come out and do that, which is nice. Uh, People really don't come by and bother me. I have my regulars in the community that drive by every day just to keep tabs on things. The old retired guys. Huh. And the, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to complain about getting up and going to work in the morning. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's cool. Pretty sweet. 
and uh, you know, I have no bells. Nope. I have a clean on my so with that, I set a cleanup alarm on my phone and a catch the bus alarm on my phone. So that way we know when to start cleaning up tools. And the nice thing is, so in the morning, the morning class pulls the tools out. Um, <clears throat> especially once we have we can put them inside the house. Uh, we can actually leave some of the tools out like ladders and stuff. And then the afternoon class can pack everything away. But when we're out there framing and it's, everything's wide open, then we have to literally pack everything back into the trailer, unpack things like that. But I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I, I'm excited about this next year, next build, just to kind of start refining my systems. I'm going to start introducing um, I do introduce building science stuff to the kids and I will, now that I have my master's in construction management, I'm going to start introducing some, uh, construction management stuff, just very basic, uh, scheduling, estimating things like that, just to kind of give another aspect. Cause I do have kids who are like, Ooh, I'd love to have my own business. So it's, you know, it's, it's skills that you could use no matter what, you don't have to have a construction company kind of thing. So just, the Kind of, and it's one of those things I also feel like it's my goal is to put it as much of it in the kids' hands as possible because I want the buy in. Like, if there's no buy in, and that was a tough thing this last year, we had a lot of kids, half the, over half the class wasn't here to start it. You know, there's only a few returning seniors because we had such a big senior class in 2020. And so there wasn't a lot of buy in last semester. So once spring break hit, checked out like it was like yeah. pulling teeth to get kids to want to help and we were at the technical finishing part where you had to pay attention it had to be you know your tolerances were lower you know you couldn't mess up an eighth of an inch on a cut you you had to be correct and so it turned out you know out of the 27 kids i had i could only rely on maybe six yeah. and then i had to pay attention to the other the other six or the other 11 running around doing whatever they were doing, you know, right. so. That happens. Yeah. I, you know, it, yeah. Sometimes it comes down to just a few kids and it's worth it to spend, to pay attention to them. You know, you're just entertaining the other kids because the thing is, you, you know, you're, you're not a robot, you're a teacher. So you're, you're trying to get, you know, kids that light their fire and give them empower them and stuff like that. So if they can, you can set them up so they could, uh, so they could, um, you know, start their own business or take this into the future somehow. So, what are you going to do next time? Your next build? Do you, do you have the ground yet? Yeah, we have the property. I don't, I don't know if I have a picture of it. It's just an empty lot. Um, we are you going to do something different? Yeah, yep. The house will be. Um, so, Steve Basic, um, he's an architect over there. In, near Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, big into building science and everything. He provided us with some house plans, um, floor plans. Uh, it's, we're going to be doing a foundation. We're calling it a hybrid foundation. It's a part slab, part crawl space. Uh, we'll actually have an insulated floor with a floating subfloor, which is kind of weird to describe. Um, so I, I guess we'll just have to kind of see what, well, you know, I'm sure we'll all present more stuff whenever the next one gets going and stuff. But, um, yeah, we, we, we're sticking with the energy efficient thing and cause that's just the way things are going and it's a better built house. Um, 
and we're just trying i'm just trying to do different things that show different ways of building because sometimes in areas you get stuck in always building the same way right i built i do it this way because my dad did it I, he, my dad did it because his dad did it and so you know in in the construction industry there's all these advances in materials but, but sometimes there is an advance in the way we build because you know, you've done it this whole way that this all these years. Well, the problem is materials act differently and stuff like that now. So it's uh, I'm trying to do different things just to show kids different ways and <clears throat> things like that. And it, I mean, it's paid off because I'm with think, you know, with Instagram and social media and things like that, just like we're connected, you know, all over the place. I'm now connected to builders all over the place. So I get I get builders out of state asking if I have any kids that want to move and I, wow. I did have one, my cool. only only girl in class. She moved to Columbia, Missouri, and works for a very prominent builder, a high performance builder in Columbia, Missouri. And wow. uh, he writes for Journal of Light Construction and Fine Home Building Magazine. And um, he yeah. he's been helpful with us. And he he knew it. He called me because he knew what I was teaching them, and it, it was it was a perfect fit. Yeah, like. If any, if any uh, company ever listens to this podcast, let's say someone or a sponsor or a, not a sponsor, but like a, a, like a company that does building or even cars or whatever, the shop classes are where it's at. That's where your talent's going to come from because the schools yeah. have felt uh, schools like a magnet or a filter or, you know, it's going to, you know, and then if you support that teacher, they're going to be excited to be in the classroom and they're going to be excited to teach their kids, which then makes the kids excited. And you could change the whole trajectory of a neighborhood just based on just fueling the fire, you know? Uh, and yeah. there's only so much the school can do to support the teacher. It really needs yep. to come from industry as well. And, you know, well, you those in industries yeah. have to remember we're teaching their future customers. Right. As well. Yeah, it's not just employees it's also customers yeah good point um you know so like uh you know of course you could say oh well it's on the shop teacher to reach out but there's there's only so much a shop teacher can a teacher can do because you're swamped you know uh you're swamped with stuff so luckily instagram makes it you know feasible and uh you know hopefully through the shop class podcast we're trying to unite all these ideas pretty cool yeah and it, you know that's something you said there ron was obviously as teachers we try to reach out and connect i didn't not that it considered it but or hadn't considered it yet but rockwell and huber wood all their marketing directors somehow came across me and reached out to me on instagram like wow. i got connected to the right builders that you know they they saw the so I really, I think what happened was the right people. I got the right people following me on Instagram. So when they saw Jake Bruton or Steve Basic or um, Emily Mottram or Ben Bogey, any of these people I've gotten to know, when they see, oh, they're following Build, Learn, Teach, they're following Matt. And so they check it out and see what I'm doing. And then so Rock. Um, yeah. Uh, rock Wool like sheep wool. Oh, 
I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so like Dan, Dan from Rockwell, he was like, Hey, Matt, this is awesome. You know, like, cause every, cause in the, you know, especially in the building industry, like people are just, they're dying to have all this. I mean, they're all the shop classes they want back every, you know, welding. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be just the, you know, building industry, but everybody, all these companies want to see these shop classes, classes brought back, brought back. Mm -hmm. And so literally Rockwell and, um, at the time it was Doug from Huber. They're all like, Hey, you know, is there anything we can do to help? And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like, this is what we're doing. You know, what, what do you guys think? And Rockwell's like, all right, yeah, we, we can provide you with the insulation for the exterior of the house or the wow. exterior wall. And Huber Wood sent us, man, sub four piece of tape, uh, hats for the, you know, swag for the kids. Um, uh, all kinds, all kinds. I mean, it's about, it was like a $500 goodie box, man. Um, so, and the best thing is I've built relationships with those guys and, you know, and those relationships come even stronger and I've done things with them now and which has helped get my name out there, which puts me out in front of more people. Um, not that, I mean, don't, you know, I only have like 1600 followers, but it, it just shows it, it looks good to those companies that when I'm talking about Rockwool or Huber, Hey, look, you know, we're using this. They, you know, thanks to those guys for providing us this uh, material. Well, that looks good that some shop teacher or trades teacher is talking about how this company gave this product for the kids to use. Right. Every, you know, it, so it's, it's a win-win for everybody. It's good publicity for them. It helps us out as a program. Um, it gives the kid opportunity to use these materials. And like I said, they're the future, um, either a employees and or customers of these companies. So now whenever a kid goes to do insulation in his house, well, Rockwell is really the only, the main insulation we used. They're looking for Rockwell. They're not looking for fiberglass now, you know? So it, so it is this, I'm naive, you know, I don't know anything about this. Is this literally the stuff that rolls? It used to be the Pink Panther. <laughs> no, that that was that is fiberglass. That's oh. so rock wool is they take. I think it's lava rock. It's 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 an actual some kind of rock and stone, or it's or it's. I, I forget what it, it it comes from, and it may even be a byproduct something that we have to double check it again. But anyways, they spin rock into fiber, wow. and that's rock wool. Yeah. That yeah. other stuff is where me and Timmy are from. John's Manville. Oh, right. oh yeah. They had the asbestos uh, factory. Oh, wow. That's where we're from, Manville, New Jersey. Oh, man. <clears throat> and that's where they would make the asbestos rollouts? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody God. living in big houses there from their grandparents' lawsuits now, or yeah. wow, wow, some of them. Wow, yeah, I mean, who knew? <laughs> right, I'm sure. So, I'm sure. in this Rockwell, it was super easy to install. I'm gonna give them a little shout out because it was, I, I loved it, I was a big fan of it. Um, like their product was uh, it. The sound absorbent, the acoustic value is amazing. Like it's fireproof. You can, you like I showed the kids. The kids wouldn't believe me. It doesn't burn. Like 
you, yeah. you, we literally held I had the kids hold a torch on it while I was doing the instruction. So they held a torch on it for like five minutes and they finally got bored because it wouldn't burn. They wouldn't believe me it wouldn't burn. Here we go. This is it, not burning. What? Yeah. Yeah. And actually the leftover stuff I had was in a storage shed at the school that caught on fire this year. <laughs> it's I couldn't use it no more because it smoke damaged, but it didn't burn. <laughs> it it went through a big old machine shed fire. So yeah, they can also very Oh geez. They're gonna throw fire at this thing. Uh-oh. But yeah, it's 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 impressive stuff. Oh my god. You should have stayed in the car. Uh, yeah, then we would have. Yeah. That's funny. And so, does it come in as bricks, or does it come, or you roll it? It, it comes in. Um, they call it boards. Or bat batting bats or boards, depending on what what you're using and stuff. And then I think they have they have stuff for like commercial uses and stuff. I mean, Rockwell's been around forever. It used to be called uh, what was its first name? Roxel. I think it, was, it used to be called Roxel. Now it's Rockwell. Mm. But yeah, Rockwell. It's been around forever. Wow, that's wild. They, they've kind of rebranded and. So yeah, it's good stuff. Like I highly suggest it to anybody. It's it's uh more eco 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 friendly than some other than a lot of other things. Um, probably if you're going completely you know eco friendly and reducing carbon footprint, then you're going to be looking into uh, actual wool insulation um, and or wood fiber insulation. Oh okay, we got an Instagram. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Matt Reisinger's done things for them. Nice. On the Build Show. Um, Dan, Dan Edelman. Dan Edelman is uh, is their marketing director guy who I've gotten connected with. And In fact, he was going to come out with he, with his – he had uh, like 14-year-old sons or something. They were going to come out, and uh, he was going to cook di like cook out for the kids and everything. And mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had a, we had a truck sh show up. Big old pallets like that. What are these little circles? So that's comfort board. That's for an exterior siding. Our ex for a uh, continuous exterior siding, we use the comfort bats. That was insulation that goes in between the studs. Um, now for our exterior continuous exterior siding, we use the Huberwood R board, which is a OSB that has a uh, foam board insulation attached to it. You could just cut it. But like yeah, this. it's yeah that easy. And if you don't have one of those knives, just go get a bread knife from the like grocery store. Oh, wow. We that's what we did. Works per it cuts so easy. Like once you use it, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you use if you use fiberglass insulation and you install it properly, it can do a good job. But um, man, the rock wool it's it, it's kind of it's hard to mess up. Like you can because it cuts easy really easily and. It's real go. snug. Is that what your place looked like before? Yeah, pretty much. We didn't have it in the ceiling, but yep, that's that's it. Wow. It's 
cool. And and they they actually Rockwell actually highlighted us the kids and the program in their um, I think quarterly um, report that they put out. Oh no kid! Oh, they, they got the stock, the publicly traded stock. Um. Yeah. Well, it was it, you know whatever it was, it goes it goes out company wide at least. I know. Oh. I don't know if it went to any. If the I assume the board sees it, I, I you know I don't know if they're. There we go. Is, is that them? Uh, Danish material wool. It could be. I think it's it's it was originally a foreign company. Yeah. So that 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 might be it. Oh yeah, there's a symbol over there. Yep, that's it. That's them. All right, let's take a look. So, oh, dude, this is a good company. This is a good-looking chart, man. That's a great-looking chart. Look at this. This is COVID right here. And I should have bought this, the dip. Look at this bounce back, 200%. Yeah, baby. I should have been talking to you about this earlier. I didn't realize. They are on a steady climb. This is a Yeah, they are. And they just opened another facility. Oh, where they open the If you facility. bought this in the dip of 08, which is unlikely yeah. that you waited till after the dip. Let's say you bought it, I don't know, 2015. You would have already made yourself 362% on your money. I mean, listen, if you think it's a good company, that's, you know, like I, I'm a long-term type of style investor. I look, God, look at yeah. six, six months. They must be doing something really good lately because they're up. Oh yeah, just for months. They are. They are everywhere. Like, uh, well, because one of the big things is all the fires out west. Oh. By using it, and if you surround your house and use the comfort board, you've literally, if, from the outside, you've made a lot of your house fire resistant. Oh, I see. So there's a board made out of this stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a insulation board like it's a just more it's denser than the batting than the bat um like it's not saw it's it's squishy kind of I don't know it's uh, it's not like rigid foam board you ever see rigid foam board it's not like sheet like that but it's yeah. just a it's just a denser thing that you can actually put those big washers on that hold it against the exterior of the house I that you were asking this but, chart looks similar to Tesla. Like this is, if you bought this 96, you're up 17,000% or 1700%. That's a lot. <laughs> you're up like $3,000 a share. I should have invested it right after high school there in 99. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I only knew. <laughs> exactly. You never know. All right. This is cool, man. Very good. I like this. I like this company. I can tell, you know, doing a good job supporting the shop teachers and whatnot. That's great. Yeah. Good people. Huber Woods got good people. Like all these companies I've come across so far that are willing to help. Uh, Gilbane is a really big building company. I have a buddy. It's a project manager for them. They do a lot of things. They've helped out. Heck, they bought all the kids tool belts and oh, cool. yeah, supplied us with tool belts and yeah nice i'm i'm very fortunate nice all right well we could wrap it up here that was pretty good uh 
Uh, Duke, what do you think, man? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm just trying to get uh, in touch with like the, the local landscapers, maybe to get my eighth graders a job. Matt's getting in touch with the, everybody else. <laughs> hey, you just got to find those right people, right? I just, like I said, I got lucky. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I got yeah. lucky. Leaf blower. We got some leaf blowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Find find the steel ramp, the steel or echo or Husqvarna, you know, find, find the, uh, the yeah, marketing director. Rakes. Duke's looking at rakes. He's, he's like, <laughs> my kid could rake, you know? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got a friend who created, uh, uh, it's a, it's a, a it's like, a geez, instead of shoveling all the debris left over after a tree job, they got a pusher, so it's actually like a plow with a with a, a broomstick on it. You got to be strong to operate this thing, and you just push. He calls it the predator, and and uh, you got to get the biggest kid in the, the around to do it. Let me see something. The predator. Oh, th this is probably not going to be good coming up here. Let's see, predator, uh, 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 broomstick, like a pusher. Uh, geez, I don't know. Shovel. Let's see. Uh, predator shovel. Oh, maybe. Nah, I doubt it. Nah, this ain't it. Anyway, whatever. But yeah, so yeah, landscapers and stuff like that. Nah, the reason I said that because um, he's got he's got one of those mobots. They sell them at Lowe's now. It's like um, it's a robot, but it's a lawnmower. Oh wow! With sensors, so there's like um, you do the perimeter of your house, and it just uh, cuts randomly, and then it realizes when it needs to get charged, and it puts itself in the charging box. That's so, yeah, uh, Roomba for outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's so just because there's a robot aspect of that, but then he got into uh, bigger mowers as well. So. Uh, he comes and talks to the kids at school. This year he didn't because of COVID and everything. But I'm gonna to try to have him come on the show one of these uh, one of these weeks and talk about it. Oh, it's called the debris predator. That's it. Look at this crazy thing. You have to see this. My buddy invented this. Uh, okay, so you got your stuff left over from the tree job and then he grabs the shovel he's on a he's on a <laughs> <I didn't realize. laughs> pretty funty yeah you only need a paved street to help oh yeah if it's perfect right exactly let's see this one it's literally just a big shovel yeah, snow push. it's a snowplow yeah but for uh it looks yeah. Teflon or HTPE. Yeah, or maybe polypropylene. I don't know. There you go. This is look at this. This is the inventor. This is John. He's insane. He almost needs a T handle so you don't slip and uh, tell yourself. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would be that would be John. All right. Look. Look at this thing. It's insane. Anyway. Oh, my God. That's funny. 
So, all right. Well, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. This was good. Matt, thanks for uh, giving us the tour. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. It sounds like you're doing great stuff. It's um, you know what? I would like to pick your brain one day about running a large project because you know I've done a full size car before. I did two, three full size cars, and the first one went awesome. The second one was okay, and then the third one was horrible. And it's weird. You know how you can usually identify as a teacher what you did wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> and I can't figure it out. And I so I haven't done another full size car until I could figure it out because it was a disaster. Um, so I, I want to try and figure it out. So maybe we could uh, uh, get on a call one day and uh, you can help me out. Because I mean, if you're building a house, I should be able to build a car. This is ridiculous. So like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess I yeah, I feel like I did a good job. But at the same time, though, I'm like, man, I look at it and I'm like, I could have done so many things so much better. I don't know. I get, I get, I get another chance to retry, I guess. Yeah, every year. Don't worry. Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Um, all right, I'm going to hit end on the recording. Thanks for tuning in. Shop Class Podcast every week. Oh, and uh, Wednesday, uh, August 18th, we got uh, Jay. He's uh, one of the uh, Harbor Freight recipients. He's uh, from. Um, Jeez, I think it's Michigan. I don't remember now. Um, well, we'll give you, we'll put it in the newsletter. That'd be the best way to do it. All right. All right. Sounds good.